Look out, lady listeners, Aurora Rose has a new man in town. The wrong slash right man is live, and this slow burn has one of her craziest alpha males she's ever ridden. Braxton Adams has been called a few things in his life, but a liar was never one of them. That all changes when he's approached by a beautiful woman who thinks he's there to meet her for a blind date. Maybe he shouldn't have lied. Maybe he should have come clean. But in the end, it doesn't matter because now he has to prove he's not the wrong man but the right one. So what if he's not the man she's expecting? She's the one he's been waiting for. This steamy standalone novel is out today. Go get it. I'll see you guys on the other side in just a second. Hey, lady listeners. Hey. Hey, lady DJs. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. It's Friday. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was Friday. <laughs> In real time. It's Friday. We're here for the second half of Lucy Darling week. So we're really excited for that. Do you want to really quickly, before we start talking about other things, um, tell them about our new merchandise? Oh, yes. Good idea. So we have new spring merch. Find it on Read Me Romance. Uh, we're going to be posting it on Instagram specifically as well in our Facebook group. Read Me Romance Headquarters. The new merch is super fucking cute. I talked about it at the end of the episode on Monday's episode. I don't know if not everybody may listen to that. So just in case. But it's like this gorgeous floral design that um, Mel had done for us. And it is just, it's so beautiful. that I was like, why haven't, why haven't we put this on like a cover or something? Like it's just so pretty. And so it's just got these really gorgeous like purple and blue flowers. And then the other one is the marshmallow peach shaped as a bunny which I requested and it looks magical and sparkly and I love it so much. So we're going to post that up on the link. So if you're looking for some new Read Me Romance merch, check out the fall stuff. It's gorgeous. So let's just throw that out there. It's really cute. All right. So this past weekend, I went to Great Wolf Lodge uh, with my daughter, her best friend. It was his birthday. And so their family invited us to come with them for to the water park and it's indoors. And I've just, I have a lot of anxiety about an indoor water park. I don't know. Like, it's just a sea of people in a bathtub, and I just don't want to be a part of that. Wait, did you already go, or are you going? Yes, I I went last weekend. Okay, so what was your experience? Did you? I had a lot of anxiety. Okay. You are 100% right. It is like a giant germ trap. Um, and and there's, it's, but there's so much chlorine. Like I get the point, yeah. like they kill the germs and it burns my eyes the entire time I'm there because there's so much of it, but it's just people just walk or people who you would normally never see in their underwear. <laughs> like that was one thing I wasn't really prepared for, you know, like our friends went and I, I really, I like, I see them all the time. This is the first time I've ever seen them in a bathing suit. This is the first time they saw me in a bathing suit. Like it's a little not uncomfortable like that it is part. uncomfortable i know it's just I, different it's so weird i went with like, my sister-in-law and so there's three place there's three indoor water parks here all clustered together in the pocono mountains in new york it's kalahari um camelback and great wolf lodge and they're all within like five minutes of each other isn't that what you guys have near you mel great wolf lodge yeah okay but it's like but bryson city is that the same thing 
Oh, you mean Silver Dollar City in Branson. Is that it? Okay. Is that like a water park? Um, Yeah, it's got some water park stuff in there. And okay. regular rides. And yeah, it's like a watered down, okay. a big amusement park. Okay. It's okay. kind of like so a... And you guys, you like guys have done that though, right? Yeah. Okay. How? All right. How do you feel about water parks? They don't bother me. Okay. Well, water parks are I'm different. not a germaphobe. I'm a people-phobe. Yeah. <laughs> I just it's funny because like there is a certain energy that the parents at this these places have that is kind of uh, it's borderline depressing because I don't think anybody <laughs> is really enjoying them I mean there is a bar but like are yeah. you really going to I, how much drinking can you do responsibly while you're <laughs> supposed to say what make sure your kid doesn't you know just drink yeah at these water parks <laughs> and you have to and so, like, everybody's just kind of exhausted, and uh-huh. ev- and you're kind of not comfortable in your bathing suit in front of a million strangers. So everybody just looks really self conscious and sad. You're constantly like fixing it and pulling <laughs> on it. Yeah, I went to one with my uh, yeah, I went with my sister in law and her husband. We we went up there like a couple of years back, and I was just miserable in my bathing suit because. You're like, not only it's, it's different at the beach, like there's different lighting at the beach and it's a different feeling. You're in a fucking, it's like fluorescent, like in your face, every single, you're in a warehouse, you're in a warehouse and, uh, it's loud. It's It's so fucking, it's hot as shit. Like. Oh my God. So, and yet the kids love it. Like, my daughter loves it. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I'm lucky my husband, like, went and played with them. So, I really didn't have to do anything except sit and talk to my friends. So, that part was nice. And my kids had, like, the best time ever. They were like, best day ever, like, screaming and running around. And they had so much fun. And my husband just rode on the slides with them a million times. And they were like, Daddy's the best. I'm like, fuck you. I wake you up every day and get you dressed. (laughs) Whatever. But, like, you know, I I don't know. Like, it was just, it's one of those things I wish that I could just let go. I wish that I could just get over my anxiety-ridden, germaphobic hatred and just be in the fucking moment. I hate that about myself. I hate that's that's something like, listen, I work on it in therapy, but it's something I hate about myself that I can't let go in a moment. I just, my own anxiety just tenses me up and I can't allow myself to experience joy. And you know, my husband catches it because he'll just come over and say, you got to stop. You got to stop. Quit doing this and stop, you know, and sometimes that'll snap me out and sometimes it'll just send me over the edge, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things like I, I really wish I could ex- ex- like that experience more for my kids. I'm getting better at that, at, at just being in the moment. I, I will say uh-huh. though, like in the last two years, everything that's like the most important thing has become really obvious. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty proud of the progress I've made and it's slow. And sometimes it's, sometimes I'm not, it's sometimes I can't do it, you know, like, but it's, it's there. It's, I'm, I'm starting to go stop being an asshole and just be, Mm -hmm. be, be happy. Like, let let your kids see you smiling. I I saw this, like, um, this girl and she was talking about psychological, like things that you can do to like tell somebody's lying or make other people like 
some, she said the tone that you come into the house with in the first minute of you being in the house when you come home sets the tone for the whole night. Mm-hmm. And so fucking be be happy. Smile. Smile at the people you love because it has a reaction in their body when you smile at them. It makes them think, oh, my, she enjoys me. She loves me. Mm-hmm. So I've yeah. been trying more to, like, just smile at my kid mm-hmm. and let her know, like, I'm happy to be there. And even yeah. if I Instead don't feel like smiling, your own, like, yeah. your own mental instability, like, kick in. And I, God knows I have it, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm completely unstable. <laughs> Well, that was the thing about the water park is I wasn't self-conscious about my body or my bathing suit. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I, I had a hard time not wearing my regular bathing suit, which is a thong. Because, like, that's what I like to wear when I go to the beach. But I can't really do that in, like, a family-friendly right. environment. So, it's just, I don't know. Like, that was, that part wasn't difficult. It was difficult to get over, you know, that the rest of it, like the, the feelings I was feeling like that was the hard part. But, you know, I was asking my husband last night. So we celebrated our dating anniversary of 13 years last night or yesterday. And so, um, from the day we met and I saw this thing online that asked a question and it said, if you could go back to the beginning of your relationship and tell yourself something about your relationship, like how, like if you give yourself advice on how to, just how to be with your partner. What would you say to yourself? And my husband was like, I probably wouldn't even listen to myself back then. Like, even if it was <laughs> myself from the future coming to tell me this is how to deal with her. He was like, I wouldn't have listened to myself. But, and you know, we were kind of joking, but then eventually he got around to like an honest answer. And I told him, I said, you know, I think it, well, his thing was, he said, you know, not to lash out at her when it's not her fault you know when you get frustrated and that's something we work on all the time is when he gets frustrated or inconvenienced he lashes out to the person that right next to him it's their fault it's they didn't do this they didn't do that and that's why he's mad and like that's something that we've worked on for 13 fucking years and it still happens but my advice was to to not allow myself to ruin the moments Because I feel like that's, you know, this constant thing that's happening in my life is that I'm sabotaging a moment with us or with our family that could otherwise be wonderful, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I just wondered maybe with you guys, if you could go back and give yourself advice on meeting your spouse, what would you tell yourself in order to, you think, sort of help? Hell, you go first, Mel. these questions because I always think <laughs> if you go back I always am scared that if you go back in time you would mess something up yeah so this isn't that like take it as nothing's going to change your your the way your life ended up but then what but, would be the point just to like help guess, you be a better spouse from the beginning partner yeah. yeah like what would you tell yourself to be a better partner okay um Oh, God. All right, I'll, I'll go because I have it. So first I would tell us to not drink any liquor. <laughs> I'd be like, but if you stop drinking liquor now, it only leads to bad then things. I wouldn't have a kid. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. used to fight like crazy. Like we'd go out and- When you would drink? Yeah, like, well, a part of going out for us in those early days was shots. Oh, God. Yeah, like, you go out and you you have a drink and then you buy a round of shots and then you buy another round of shots. And 
by the time, you know, we're leaving, we're just picking fights with each other, you know, like, mm-hmm. anyways, I would just tell us not to drink alcohol, but liquor specifically, not alcohol. <laughs> but I would say, like, I fought, like, my husband's need to, like, he has to, every once in a while, drink too much, put on his headphones, listen to Pink Floyd at, like, until, like, three or four in the morning and be in his own head and grateful, like, I'm grateful now that we have, we have a basement now. So he can go down there and do it and we don't hear it. We don't, we don't hear him. He'll talk to himself. Old ghosts will come, come back. He'll be talking to people that he had, that he was mad at 30 years ago. And and then he wakes up and he's fine. But he needs to, like, I don't know. It's like he has that release that, like, every once in a while he has to, like, deal with in his own way. And he's, he's going to be 50 this year. So, but... I wish I wouldn't have fought that so hard in the beginning. Like, yeah. like trying to make him not do that. Just come to bed, turn off the stupid music. You know, you can't drink anymore. And now I'm just like, oh, this is that night. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye. Sleep in the guest room. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I wish I would have just like let him have those times because like I have my version of that. Right. It's not as mm-hmm. destructive. <laughs> But yeah, I do have my version of like I need a day for just myself where I can I just ignore everybody and and like deal with whatever's in my own head. But he mm-hmm. needs to do that with like his headphones on, Pink Floyd up to like fifty, and talking to himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's just I think I think that's a man thing too, isn't it? Like don't men just like need know. to have act like twenty year old frat guys every once in a while just. To like, <laughs> just to prove they just can. To, just yeah, just to prove they can. Just to prove they're know. still themselves the way they were in that that early stage of their life. Maybe that's just my husband. And also, it could be maybe Irish it's thing. Just I, Irish guys just they they fucking have to go wild every once in a while. They have to party yeah. down. Yeah, they gotta prove they gotta throw it out. Yeah. I, I think yeah, that's but that comes with age. I feel like when I first was in a relationship and first had kids, it was very like, okay, you have to do this. The house has yep. to be clean. You need to wear this. You look ridiculous. You know, it's like trying to make everything like it's supposed to be. But then as time goes on, you realize it really doesn't fucking matter. If my son doesn't want to cut his hair, fine. Don't cut your fucking hair. I don't give a shit. It's your hair. Yeah. And letting that all go and just letting everybody be. That That's interesting. You said that was one of my things last night. I told him, I said, I think that that because we were together four years before we had kids And so I said, I think I would have tried to cherish that time together a little bit more because you can't get it back once you have kids, you know, you're done. And so I think I would have cherished that moment more and just been content with it just being you and I, even if we were home alone, because at the time when you're dating and, you know, you're younger, you're comparing your life to everybody else. And you're like, well, we need to be going out and doing this and drinking and going and and doing stuff and always be busy and always be on the go. And I said, I wish I would have been more content to just sit at home with you because that's all I want to do now. That's 100% of how I want to spend my life is with my husband on the couch watching a movie. I would pick that over any date night, any day of the week. And so, like, I wish I would have had more of that perspective. And that's that was one of the things I told him last night. I said, I wish I just would have been more content with just the two of us alone. Just, I think it's relax. Everything's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing relax. bad's yeah. going to happen because and that comes with age. And this, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Just yeah. relax. Yeah. 
you, you, I think you figure out what's important, what's important, you know, through the trials in your relationship and in your life, the lessons you learn. I think there's so much more perspective now than there is then, you know, that's sort of the point of being able to go back and, and say, what would you I change? I would like to go back three months and tell that to Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Don't get pregnant yet. Oh. You're 22. Is she pregnant? Billionaires. Just Sophie Turner and Joe pregnant? Jonas are pregnant. And I heard oh that news God. last week and I, God help me. I, he was, wasn't not he like judging anyone's decisions. But I he was, was like, obsessed. oh my He's God, they can do anything they want in this mm-hmm. world. And they're just going to, they're going to change their life so soon. But the, but that's the thing. They can't buy a baby. You no, know, but I mean, like, they like, have all this time. money and time. You don't have to do it and... now. Like, I don't know. It's I know. not, I, that's terrible. I forget I said I anything. <laughs> no, no, I get it though. Because like you're, you're as an older adult, you have perspective on what a child does to your relationship and what it changes about your life. And obviously they're not going to have the struggles that we all did, no. you know, with, with their help and money and that sort of thing. But it changes your relationship with your partner. There is a part of you that it, when you become a mother, so my sister-in-law actually posted that the other night on Facebook where she said something about the brain. There's a part, there's a part of your brain that's in the gray matter that changes when you become a mother. And once it's opened, it never closes again. So this is why you always have like this constant worry and this constant emotion because it's, a, it's the part of your brain that bonds. And so it's like your brain changes when you become a mother. And, you know, and, and I think that's something that will inherently change your relationship with everyone around you. It did for me anyways. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it put a lot of perspective on every relationship I had when I had a child. Definitely. So. Having a child, so don't is like do it. Your, your... That's what that's what we're saying to all the lady <laughs> listeners that uh, don't have kids. <laughs> no, just, maybe maybe give it a few. Just months. make sure you're just make sure you're at a point in your life where, you know, you're ready to sacrifice basically all of your time. You know, <laughs> your time, yourself, your energy. Yeah, I mean, it. I just think just give it up. Uh, like Joe Jonas, like in Sophie Turner, like, as you said, like they can throw square footage and a nanny at, at that problem and mm-hmm. and be fine. But, you know, you can't do that in real life. That was actually one of my questions I had here today was what advice would you give a younger couple? <laughs> wait, <laughs> just wait till, you know, enjoy. Yeah, like just what you were saying, like enjoy the time together for a while. Go, you know, see see things and do things and and talk to each other. Make sure you know each other a hundred percent, because you know, like when you pick a partner to have a child with, like that is they have to be like a hundred percent. Like you, yeah, you're bonded for life. Yeah, so whether you stay with that person or not, you're with them forever. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. So my other question was. Um, how is your partner different than their parents? <laughs> do you feel your partner is different than their parents? Or yeah. do you feel like they're similar? Yeah. Mine, are, mine is way different. But How? we don't even talk to them. <laughs> yeah. So do you think it's because he's more, like, responsible? Yes, he's more responsible. So. I wonder if that comes because he has to be. You know, like, that's what I wonder, too, if that, if he is the way he is because of that. Well, you know, our situation is really different because, like, we got married and my husband took my name and he's with my, he's more connected with 
my family and my, like mm-hmm. he hangs out with my dad more than I do. Mm-hmm. So he just a long time ago said, I'm not doing it anymore. I don't have, it's toxic. He said, I'm not doing yeah. it. I have to cut it off yeah. eventually. Or you just keep doing it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And you eventually just got to stop. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, I wonder if it's like, because he went through that, it's made him, it's made him more of a person that's more responsible, that is more level headed, you know, because there's people who go down the road where they continue that cycle. Yeah. You know, and continue that behavior. I think growing up too, especially being close with my family, he's like, I see what parents are supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Having that influence. Yeah. And having how much your parents are involved in your life and they care Mm -hmm. and they call and they want to be in everything. Well, you know, and I think like with my husband, I think it's like his, his parents, his family, I think they have a lot of tendencies to hoard. And so I think like his thing now is that he cannot, he can't handle mess. He cannot handle, you know, a house that's not organized because he grew up in that, you know, and I think that's instead of having those tendencies, I think he's sort of like taken the path of I'm never going to be like that, you know, and so that's one thing that I definitely see that's different in the way he is, is is the way like they are. I don't think so. I think if my if I had to say which parent my husband is more like, I'd say he's probably more like his mother. His father is just, you know, so Pat's a very, like, Pat would never, I, it's, it's a kind of a hard thing to talk about. Like, I, I don't know how much I want to say, but he would okay. never lay a finger on me. Yeah. Okay. Ever. Yeah. So, and none of his brothers would do that to their wives. And I feel mm-hmm. like I'm really proud of them as men to have changed yeah. like the cycle yeah and a lot and it's funny because like some of his the rest some of his family does not forgive him and some of them do and we're among the do's and mm-hmm. so we kind of like when we're going to scotland this summer we have to break the trip up into two parts you know like we're mm-hmm. seeing yeah. these ones here and then he's coming mm-hmm. in and we're gonna go meet him at the other area for a couple of days mm-hmm. and you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I was, I was really honest with, uh, <laughs> my, my, my brother-in-law's girlfriend and I was talking to her about how we feel about him. And I said, I have to be honest with you. A lot of my, a lot of my decision-making on whether or not I like him has to do with whether or not he laughs at my jokes. <laughs> And I am so cheap because I will put aside all of the trauma he put my husband through because he laughs at me. Wow. Wow, Tessa. You know what, though? Like, good for you for that honesty. And I was, I think it was a really honest moment of like, he seems to really appreciate me. So I... You know, even though I should probably be mad at him. I mean, I've known him for a really long time. And I think at the beginning, it took me a long time to go, all right, well, if my husband is going to make this effort and is going to try to get along with him and have a relationship with him, then I'm going to as well. Like, you know, and the people in the family that can't forgive him, though, I'm totally, I totally get that. So he's more like his mom. His mom is very like, just wants her little tea and she wants to watch her stories afternoon and she's very nurturing and they both throw out food way before it goes bad which drives me <laughs> freaking crazy 
Um, but yeah. Anyways. All right. So what skill did you learn when you were younger that has the greatest impact on your, that had the greatest impact on your future self? So like a skill or a talent that you learned when you were young that you rely on today, maybe? I have the greatest skill what? that I learned in my early 20s. I'm going to reveal myself here. Don't tell okay, anybody. Is this a Scooby-Doo laugh again? Because that, <laughs> that one's gotten me through sometimes. Like, we're calling back season one here. <laughs> no. Okay, here's, listen. This is my greatest skill. Playing okay. dumb. <laughs> listen to That's me. That's pretty good. If you... I, I worked for a family, a, uh, a Greek family, and we worked... They were landlords. And they taught me this skill of playing dumb and I can tell you, I can't even tell you the countless amount of times I've gotten my way. I like, I had a pre-order ban on Amazon, right? They, oh, yeah, I canceled the pre-order and they banned me from doing pre-orders for a year. I called Amazon two weeks ago and I was like, I can't believe I didn't even realize that that was going to happen. <laughs> And I just clicked Even the button. Even though it gives you like 50 red flags. I just clicked the button and now I can't do pre-orders and I didn't mean it. And I just like, it's, I'm like, really new at doing self-publishing and usually. Did you and like they were going to cry? They, did they, give me, they gave me my pre-order status back. I'm allowed to do pre-orders again. <laughs> Play dumb. Do not call people and yell at them. You will never get your way. Call and be <laughs> stupid as hell. I remember get, Leah get doing this once. When we were trying to get a cheesecake in a refrigerator, she's like, let me call. I'll talk real <laughs> slow and they'll do it. <laughs> she's like, they'll think I'm it dumb works. and they'll just do anything for me. <laughs> like you will catch more flies with honey. My my version of that is you will catch more flies with stupid. Like <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if you call, like you will have the urge to call an airline and yell at them for losing your luggage. If you call them and 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 you just talk to them like a normal human being. First of all, the person you're calling to yell at has nothing to do with the decision making most of the time. True. They just work there. But they could probably get your request through and they can get you what you want if they want to. You just yeah. have to talk yeah. to them like a human being and and yes. pretending like you didn't know and you weren't aware of the consequences of whatever you're calling about. And I'm telling you, helpful. it makes a hundred percent of the difference. Just play dumb. Yeah, like they're the ones that save the day. Yeah. So that's that's my greatest skill. You know, I'm you know great what? at it. The benefit of being that's the benefit of being southern <laughs> is people are just like, oh, she's really dumb. It's <laughs> no. like, hey, I talk real slow and real country. Oh my god, listen. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I remember y'all that. Y'all are not going like, I'm sorry. Y'all are not going to believe what I did. Liz, I put oil in my hair <laughs> twice today. Or like a couple of, I think it was like a couple of months ago, I needed to cancel a hotel reservation and I was past the deadline or they were going to charge uh, me. Yeah. Just call and be like, oh my God, <sighs> I, I completely like looked at the wrong date on the calendar. Just be dumb <laughs> as I'm telling you, it works every time. I'm pretty so sure this is how presidents are elected. I, 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 <laughs> they, that's what they're doing. 
If you watch the debates, is they they all know the score. It's all underhanded. Yeah. I do you a favor, you do me a favor. This special interest group, this lobbying group, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. They are up there playing dumb the entire time. I'm just an idealistic guy. And this is the thing that's going to appeal to the people who are listening to me. And that is, that's playing dumb right there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the yeah. best things you can possess. One of the best I mean, attributes is that, that I don't know. I think one of my skills was learning to cook and I think that has paid <laughs> off like just paying attention in the kitchen, you know, with my grandma and asking questions and writing stuff down. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like being able to throw down in the kitchen is, is a skill and I like that I have it. I, I, think the only one that, I have is I can keep calm. And the you can. You can. You fucking you can, can yell at you me and call can. me all kinds mm-hmm. of names and go in on me. Inside, I'll be raging, but on the outside, I'll be like, "I think you need to calm down." <laughs> I mean, you could go at me, say all kinds of stuff, and I can just be like, "Cool." We'll get the shittiest news. Like we'll be getting all this terrible stuff, and Mel's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, next." Uh huh. That's a really good skill to have. Yeah, you do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, staying calm under chill. pressure is a really good skill to have. Like, oh, I'm, no, I'm crazy no, inside. I'm chill, just like, okay. uh-huh. I got a lot of time that. being outwardly calm is getting the result that you want. Because, like, people can't rally you up. Yeah. And I think. Oh, it pisses my husband off. Pisses people like, off, yeah. Wow, are you going so mad? <laughs> I'm like, I think you need to take it down or not. You're getting out of hand. <laughs> I, I was actually like, have I, the like, same. I feel like, I'll be like, babe, I think you're projecting on me. Oh, that's some shit. That's some shit. This is a thing that my grandfather had, my father had, and that I think I have is that I will get small. I will get angry over the little things like not being ready on time or not putting, you know, not having the the right clothes I want washed on the right day. Things like little things like that will drive me nuts. But like my daughter getting called the principal's office and getting in trouble or something, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm on your team here. Everybody calm down. Uh, you're not in trouble. <laughs> like big things. Like my my dad yeah, getting arrested. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. my grandfather would show up and be like, hey, it's going to be fine. Like we're here. We're, we're together. We're going to solve this. Whereas like little things like my dad growing his hair too long would get them into a huge fight. But like when it really counts, like I can just be on the, their team, which I think is think- a good thing. Do you think that's a part of, because I think I do that too, but do you ever wonder if, because it's the small things, it's your sole responsibility. When it's the big things, you know you do have a team and the team's going to come work on this. Yeah. So it's not by yourself. So you're not so worked up about it. When it's like a big thing, it's like, okay, the whole team is coming in to play on this. Or just like, okay, now this is actually serious. So like, we all just need to like. Like the power got shut off because you didn't pay the bill. That's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to panic about that one. That was disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, no, not anymore. It's not an automatic drill. (laughs) Uh, I think we should talk about really quickly, Lucy Darling's book, uh, the one that connects to this podcast book. So she, I'm going to read the blurb. Oh yeah, that's the twins book. Yeah. Yeah. That one came out Monday too. Okay. Oh, the twin sisters book, Return to Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this one, yeah. I believe you get it in her, um, in this book. And I think at the end of this book, you get more of the sister. Like she comes back like married. And so you're kind of like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Okay. So that's Return to Me. That's out now. It's 99 cents. It's in Kindle Unlimited. And this is the blurb. What do you do when a wolf is chasing you? 
your first instinct is to run, but this isn't your typical wolf. It's my husband. I'll have to do more than run, but don't worry. I have a few tricks up my sleeve. I'll need them because it's clear he has some of his own. How else does someone end up married and never remember saying I do? When I got my twin sister to pretend to be me, I thought I had a head start on the running part. I should have known that my new husband, Victor Wolf, wouldn't be far behind. Maybe some part of me did know. I'm afraid all I've done in trying to get away from him is whet his appetite for me more. And maybe this time I want him to catch me. So that's the twin sister that you're hearing about in this uh, in the podcast book that we're playing for you, Belong to Me. And her story's out now, so we'll make sure to post it everywhere so you can go get it. And For yeah. sure. So let's go ahead and play the second installment, second and final installment of Lucy Darling's Belong to Me. And we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Bye. Chapter 7 Madison I text my sister for the hundredth time. I have no idea why she isn't responding. This is so not like her. That phone is practically glued to her hand most days. The one time I actually need to talk to her, she's not answering. I wonder if this is how she felt all those times that she'd tried to call me and I didn't answer, having lost my phone. I'm not the most organized person. I think we're done, the woman who's been fluffing my hair says. Do you do this a lot? I ask her. Hair and makeup? Yeah, it's kind of my job. She laughs. I reach for my glasses, sliding them back onto my face. Do you need the glasses? Her face scrunches and I can tell she doesn't want me to wear them. No, I don't need them. They are mainly for reading, which is what I'm always doing, so I'm used to wearing them. I feel naked without them. Good. She pulls them back off my face. I mean, do you do his dates, hair and makeup all the time? Oh no, I've never been here before. She looks around the office that has been turned into my dressing room. People have been coming and going all day painting my nails, plucking my eyebrows, and bringing one outfit after another for me to try on. Colt hasn't missed one detail of what I might need for tonight's benefit. It made me think he's done this before. Put in a good word for me. The man pays well. She turns, packing up her stuff. I wonder what I look like. There isn't a mirror in the room. The woman that brought the outfits with her had brought one, but she took it with her after she left. I stand, waiting for the hairstylist to finish shutting the door behind her. Dropping my robe, I grab the white dress and slide it on over my panties. The top is covered in jewels and fitted tight enough that I don't need a bra. My eyes linger on my panties for a moment, remembering what Colt had done to me with them still on. My whole body heats. I'm still in shock that he did that in his office and I let him have his way with me on the sofa. I should feel ashamed. Worry filled me immediately after, thinking that I could get my sister fired. The other problem is that I think I'm falling for him. How the hell is he going to react when he finds out what my sister and I have been up to? The thought of him not wanting me anymore is too much to bear. But my sister's livelihood is the main concern here. She'd worked so hard to get this job. The woman lives for work. It really is her whole life. It's why I'd agreed to fill in for her. She needed to get away, enjoy some peace. I reach for the back of the dress, trying to zip it up, but I'm unable to. 
Need some help? Colt steps into the room, heading right toward me. Jesus, you're fucking breathtaking. He comes up behind me. Leaning down, he kisses my bare back before zipping the dress up for me. I got you something. I turn to look at him. He's in a tux. I didn't think the man could get any sexier than he already was, but clearly I was wrong. Before Colt, I didn't think I had a type. It's clear now that I do. Him. I've never felt an attraction like this before in my life. Each time he's near me, I lose all of my good sense. There is something that is pulling me toward him. He makes me forget about everything else. What? I tilt my head back, hoping it's a kiss. It was barely two minutes ago that I was telling myself to keep this professional, put some walls up. But here I am tilting my head back, parting my lips, wanting another one of those kisses that take my breath away. Ones that were made to take place in fairy tales. Shoes. He drops down to his knees in front of me. I see the box in his hand. He opens the lid to reveal a pair of silver flats. The top is covered in the same jewels as my dress. I lift the bottom of it so he can slip them onto my bare feet. I let the dress fall. It's almost a shame you can't see them because of the length of the dress. But at least no one will know I'm not in some fancy tall heels like most other women would be wearing. He takes my left hand, kissing my ring finger. My heart flutters as he stands, pulling me into his arms. Did I tell you how beautiful you look? I nod my head because I don't think I can speak right now. So many emotions are racing through me. I have no idea what is happening. I am on sensory overload. Colt. I look up into his dark blue eyes. My mouth parts, but I can't bring myself to tell him the truth. I don't know if it's the fear that I'll get my sister in trouble, or the fear that he's really in love with my sister and thinks I'm her. Never once has my sister mentioned Colt in a romantic way. When she texted me back this morning, she said they never kissed. She'd flat out said that the thought made her want to vomit. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on. You can say anything you want, little one, he encourages me. Are they going to have cake? I blurt out. His lips twitch. I'll make sure you get cake. He tucks my hair behind my ear before picking up my glasses from off the table and sliding them onto my face. That simple act makes me fall a little more in love with him. Oh, crap. The realization that I'm in love with him only complicates things more. Chapter 8 Cult What was I thinking? I keep a tight hold on Madison, not letting her out of my reach. There are far too many eyes that keep looking over at us. I could almost guarantee that they weren't staring at me, but at the beautiful woman that's by my side. I am pretty proud to show off my woman, but I'd be lying if I said that jealousy isn't starting to get the best of me right now. Far too many of those eyes belong to the men that are in attendance tonight. They continue to stare in our direction. I know some are looking, 
because I'm here to begin with. I never come to these things. I usually cut a check and call it a day, so I can understand why seeing me here would cause some attention to be directed my way. But I know it's not only that. It seems as though fate is on my side tonight. The benefit we are attending is to raise money to bring the local libraries up to date. Make them more modern. They will be getting a complete overhaul, making it easier for people to access books. They are trying to make it so that not only the paperback form is available to check out, but you'd also be able to borrow them electronically now, too. They also wanted to launch more programs for children, writing courses and after-school activities. In the information that I've gathered on my Madison, I found out that her true passion is for books. The woman reads anything and everything she can get her hands on. She loves reading so much that she made it into a career. People trust her with their work. Paying her to read over their stories and send them back notes on what she thought they'd missed or what didn't make sense. She is in high demand in her field. I was shocked when I found out some of the authors that she'd worked for. Do you want something to drink? I snag a glass of champagne off one of the trays passing by, handing it to her. Thanks. She takes a small sip. Her eyes bounce around everywhere, taking things in. Are you okay, little one? She drinks back the rest of the champagne before setting it down on one of the empty tables. Everyone is staring at us. She licks her bottom lip, leaning into me more for comfort. They are staring at her. I can't blame them. She is like a breath of fresh air. Everyone else here is done up to the extreme. She stands out like a soft, delicate angel. One I want to do terrible things to until she cries out my name and begs me to keep doing them. Then we'll leave. Her face lights up. But it's for a good cause. I can see the inner battle in her eyes. We came. I donated money. I think we've done our part. I lean down, brushing my mouth against hers. I'll bring you back when there's not so many people. Maybe you'll have a few suggestions for the upgrades they are going to make with the giant check I gave them. I don't think they'll care about my ideas. I promise you they will. I kiss her, not caring who sees us. I've been holding back since we arrived. The car ride over was utter torture. Her sweet scent filled the back of the car, making my mouth water to taste her again. I knew if I touched her, if I even tried to steal one tiny kiss, that we never would have made it inside this benefit. The truth is, I only suggested we come here tonight because I thought she might enjoy it. I am trying to stall. I'm not sure how long I have with her, for all I know, she'll go home tomorrow and her sister will come back to work. 
I need more time for her to realize that I'm her forever. For her to fall in love with me as I have with her. I have no clue what her sister is fucking up to. To be honest, I don't care. I'll give her a raise to stay on vacation longer for fuck's sake. She pulls up from the kiss, her fingers still digging into the jacket of my tux. People are going to talk, her cheeks pinkin'. I don't care. I kiss her again. My hands dig into her hair, tilting her head back so I can deepen the kiss. I have no doubt that everyone will be talking about this come tomorrow. The sooner Madison accepts that this isn't only for tonight, the quicker we can start our forever together. I'm ready to not only put all the whispers about us together to bed, but her as well. With each second, the need to have her beneath me grows. We're going home soon. Cult. Her eyes drop to my chest. I don't know how she does it, but she blushes even more. The rosy hue highlights the tiny freckles she has peppered across her cheeks and nose. I'm not so sure this is a good idea. As much as I want to say yes, it would be wrong. Her hands rub up and down my chest. Her words say one thing while her body is expressing another. There is nothing wrong with what is happening between us. You want to be alone with me, little one, don't you? To let me give you more of what I gave you in my office. That was only the beginning of the pleasure that I plan on giving to you. To me? Finally, she looks back up at me. Yes, to you. Only you. I've wanted you from the moment I laid eyes on you. I think we've waited long enough. I know it's only been a day, but it's felt like an eternity. More so when I think about how close she's been to me this whole time without me knowing. She is my assistant's sister, one that I should have known sooner. I am more than happy to make up for lost time now. This was inevitable. You were meant to be mine as much as I was meant to be yours. She has to feel this. I felt it from the first moment I saw her. She might think she looks like her sister, but to me she doesn't. It only took one glance, and I knew, without question, that this woman was meant to be mine. I didn't get this far in life by not trusting my instincts. Right now, it is not only my instincts telling me she's mine. My whole body is screaming it. She makes me feel things I've never felt before. It's fucking scary as shit. She has all the control over my life. My happiness is in the palm of her small, delicate hand. She closes her eyes. I wish I knew what was going on inside of her head. I just need a moment to process this. She tries to pull away from me. I can't bring myself to let her go. I need to use the ladies' room. She nods in the other direction, 
Reluctantly, I let my arms drop away from her. Her hands release my coat. I feel it too, she says before she turns, heading toward the ladies' room. I watch her go. I see others do the same. I go to follow her, unable to stop myself, but Linda, who is the head of the event, steps in front of me. She begins thanking me for my generous donation. It takes me five minutes to get away from her without being a complete asshole. I pace outside the ladies' room. No one comes in or out. Frustrated, I open the door, calling out to her. Worry fills me when I receive no response. I step inside to see that the bathroom is empty. Fuck, she ran on me. I smile. She can run all she wants, because I am more than willing to chase her. Chapter 9 Madison Taxi, I call out, waving my hand into the air. I look behind me to make sure Colt hasn't realized I never went to the bathroom. I had to get out of there. He thinks I'm my sister. He confessed his feelings to me, thinking I am Mac. My eyes burn with tears as a cab finally pulls up. I jump in, rambling off my address. What have I done? How can my heart ache this much? I only met this man this morning. He'd been right when he said I had to feel what he had. I'd felt it down to my soul. I've wanted you from the moment I laid eyes on you. Those words were about my sister, not me. No matter how many times I try and twist and change them, I know it's her he's in love with. I've done the one thing my sister and I promised we'd never do. Let a man come between us. What if there is a reason she ran off? Could it be because she was in love with her boss? That she's taking some time to clear her head and wrap her mind around the fact that he's in love with her? This is a complete mess. Now I think I'm in love with him too. I don't think this could get any worse. I pull out my phone to try and reach her again. She hasn't responded to my last handful of texts. The last one she sent was her laughing when I asked if her boss kisses her. I'm so confused. I try to call her, but it goes straight to voicemail. We're here, miss. I look up to see that we've arrived at my apartment. I hand the cab driver money and hop out. At least Colt won't know where to find me. If he comes looking, it will be to my sister's address. We live in the same building, but different floors. I give James, our doorman, a forced smile as I bypass the elevator, taking the stairs. He calls me by my sister's name. I'm guessing because I'm all done up. This is not something I'd normally wear. I don't correct him. I could care less at this point. My phone starts to buzz as I try to open my door, making me drop the keys. I finally get them into the lock, shoving open my door as I find my phone in my purse. I stare at it confused for a second because it's not ringing. Then I remember the work phone my sister gave me. It stops vibrating in my handbag but starts back a second later. I pull it out to see a picture of Colt sitting at his desk, giving my sister what I'm guessing is a dirty look as she snaps a picture of him. She hates to have a contact in her phone without a picture attached to it. 
She said she would have put a picture of the devil in place of Colt's real photo, but that it was unprofessional. It starts ringing again. Next, a text pops up on the screen. Mr. Waldron, answer the phone. I throw it onto the sofa as though he can see that I viewed his message. It starts ringing again. I should turn it off. Yes, that's what I'll do. I'll turn it off and he'll never find me. This is the perfect plan. When I pick it up, another text shows on the screen. Mr. Waldron, I'm coming for you. You don't know where I am, I say tartly, cause no one is around to hear me be rude. It's not a habit of mine, but I am feeling all out of sorts. I hold down the power button until the phone turns off before shoving it down into the sofa cushion. There, I nod, heading toward my bedroom. Now I only have to rid myself of this dress and it will be like none of this ever happened. I reach for the back, trying to get a hold of the zipper. I turn in circles, unable to reach it. No wonder my sister always makes me go upstairs and zip her up. This is ridiculous. Why make a dress a woman can't get into or, in my case, out of? Because Colt could be taking it off you if you'd let him. My stupid mind whispers. Little one. I jerk around, letting out a small scream. Colt stands in the doorway to my bedroom. You didn't lock your front door. His tuxedo coat is gone, along with his tie. He's rolled up the sleeves of his button-up shirt. His hair looks a little unruly. I wonder if I did that when we kissed, or if he's been running his hands through it, frustrated that I ran from him. I don't think Colt is a man used to chasing anything. And if he's had to, I'm sure he always catches it. What he doesn't know is he's chasing the wrong person, that I'm only a lookalike, that I'm not the person that he's wanted all along. That thought crushes something inside of me. What are you doing here? Seeing him here in my space is almost too much to bear. It feels right for him to be here, even though I know it's wrong. Tears spring to my eyes, knowing that I'll never have him the way that I want him. I still don't understand how I could ache so much for him in such a short time. All of this weighs heavily on me. You ran from me. He clears the space between us, pulling me into his arms. He pulls down the zipper of my dress for me. I'm not who you think I am, I admit. I can't continue with this charade. He has a right to know who I am. I know exactly who you are. I shake my head no, little one. I'm standing in your apartment. I think I know exactly who you are. He leans down. Madison Davenport, soon to be Madison Waldron. You know, I stand there in shock. Wait, did he just imply we are getting married? You said you've loved me since you laid eyes on me. That was not even 24 hours ago. Yes, since the moment I saw you this morning. That bright smile lighting up your face. I should have known smiling would give me away. I bet my sister never smiles at him unless it's to annoy him. I know it's crazy, but I don't give a fuck. I'm not even mad that your sister did this, or that she took a vacation that I didn't approve. I'm more mad that I didn't find out about you sooner. So it was really me you were talking about? 
when you said all of that stuff earlier? I dig my fingers into his suit. It's always been you. It will only ever be you, he says, as he lifts me off my feet, kissing me. I wrap around him as we fall onto the bed. There will be no more running. Colt Waldron is all mine. Chapter 10 Colt I kiss her hard, never wanting to let her go. She scared the fucking shit out of me. I love the thrill of a good chase, especially when it comes to my business. I am a master of it. Closing the next big deal always gave me a high, readying me for the next. I was more than willing to chase Madison, if that's what I had to do. But I didn't want her running from me. I want her to need me as badly as I need her. I pull my mouth from hers, kissing her neck, tasting her sweet skin. No more running. I nip her delicate skin, leaving a small mark. I kiss over the spot. No more running, she agrees, as her fingers dig into my hair. I thought it was my sister you wanted. I'd put that together on the ride over here. It was the only thing that made sense. I felt how she kissed me back, how her body had craved mine as much as mine did hers. I saw the look in her eyes when I told her I'd wanted her from the moment I laid eyes on her. I pulled back to look down at her, her blonde hair spread out on the bed. You're the only woman I've ever wanted. I can promise you that. The only one I'll ever want. There is no going back. She is mine. How could someone taste perfection like her and ever want anything else? Nothing would ever measure up. It is her or nothing. You're the only man I've ever wanted. She bites that plump bottom lip that's still swollen from mine. I need to be more careful with her. As much as I love seeing my mark on her skin, she is a delicate creature that I've been given to take care of. I've never... Her words trail off, her cheeks turning pink, lighting up those freckles on them. I lift my finger to trace them momentarily, taking advantage of being able to touch every inch of her. I'm going to be so good to you, you'll never want another man. This time when I kiss her, I make it soft and sweet. I want to consume her, to thrust inside of her, claiming her as my own. But I'm going to make this good for her. She'll never want to run from me again after tonight. I trail my mouth down her body and suck one of her pert nipples into my mouth, licking and teasing one as I play with the other, enjoying the little sounds of pleasure that escape her. Cult. She moans my name. I switch to the other nipple, 
giving it the same attention before I trail more kisses down her stomach. My cock leaks come as I kiss her stomach, thinking about it round and full with my child. I could very well make that a reality tonight. If she's never been with a man before, I'm guessing she's not on anything. It would only take me sliding my bare cock inside of her tight cunt, then spilling myself into her over and over again, until I was sure that I'd planted a baby deep inside of her. This time, I don't pull her panties to the side. I slip the white silk down her legs as I slide off the bed, my knees hitting the floor. I toss them away, grabbing her thighs as I drag her ass to the edge of the bed. She lets out a small scream that turns into a moan as I bury my face into the heaven between her thighs. The smell of her arousal is too tempting for me to wait another second. I dig my fingers into her thighs as I eat her to her first orgasm. She goes off quick, her sweet release filling my mouth. Her body is now primed and ready for me. I don't stop, though. I keep sucking and licking as I slip a finger inside of her. Her cunt is wet, but it's still a fight to get her to take one of my fingers. I pump in and out of her, sucking on her clit to send her to a second orgasm. This one opens her more to me, and I slip another finger inside of her. Fuck, she's tight. Cult, please, I need you, she begs. I groan at the need in her voice. I release her clit, kissing the inside of her thighs as I continue pumping my fingers in and out of her. You're so damn tight, little one. It will fit, she says, her tone hopeful. Yeah, she hasn't seen my dick yet. I'm going to keep it that way until after our first time. The last thing I want is her scared when I slide inside of her sweet little pussy for the first time. I pull my fingers out of her pussy, sucking them clean. Her eyes are wide as she watches me take off my shirt and toss it away. Next, I kick off my shoes. I pull my belt free, letting it hit the floor with a loud thud before unbuttoning my slacks. I leave my boxer briefs on. Before she can question it, I'm on her, lifting her up and moving her to the center of the bed. My body comes down over hers, caging her beneath me. Looming over her like this reminds me of just how small she really is compared to me. I knee her thighs apart, making room for myself. Wrap your arms around me, little one. She does as I tell her, her hands going around my neck, I reach down between us and pull my cock out. Cum already leaks from it as I slide the head between her pussy lips. 
My cock presses against her opening. Cult. She breathes my name. Her hips lift off the bed, begging for more of my cock. It slips a little more inside of her. It takes all of my willpower not to shove myself inside of her and mark her pussy as mine immediately. I love you, Madison, I say, dropping my mouth down onto hers as I thrust inside of her all the way. She lets out a small cry into my mouth. I close my eyes and keep on kissing her, wishing I could take the pain away from her. Feeling like a bastard because I've never felt something so wonderful in my whole goddamn life. When she starts to kiss me back, relief fills me. Slowly I pull back, giving shallow thrusts in and out of her. Her nails dig into my back. She pulls back from the kiss, my name spilling from her mouth. Little one, I groan, not sure how much I can take. All day she's been tempting me. My body has been on edge with need for her. Now that I'm inside of her, with her pussy grabbing hold of me like it never wants to let go, I don't want it to end. Her fingers dig into me, telling me that she never wants to let go of me either. Cult! She cries out my name. Her whole body clings to me as her orgasm hits her. Her pussy clenches so hard around my cock it almost hurts. I come with her, unable to hold back any longer. I groan as I spill deep inside of her cunt. She tries to lift her hips again, welcoming every drop of me into her body, but I've got her pinned to the bed. My cock leaks more cum inside her, and her pussy takes every drop it can get. Not wanting to let her go, I roll us, keeping myself deep inside of her. My cock is still hard and ready to go again. She rests her head on my chest, her mouth placing soft kisses onto my skin. I close my eyes, enjoying her attention. I don't think I'll ever get enough of her. How this sweet girl flipped my whole world upside down without even trying, I'll never understand. I don't need to, because it doesn't matter. All that does is that she's here with me, and I never plan on letting her go. Chapter 11 Madison I smile into my pillow as soft kisses trail down my back. Colt's short beard tickles my skin. My whole body has a yummy ache to it, and I never want to get up from this bed again. You awake, little one? He asks. I let out a small scream when he bites my butt. He flips me over, moving between my thighs. I wrap my legs around him. 
My body is wet and ready for him from our last round of lovemaking. Colt. I pull his mouth down to mine. My lips are as sore as the rest of me, but we can't stop kissing each other. We can't seem to stop doing a lot of things to one another. We have no control. I should let you rest. His words mimic my thoughts. But I need you. I need you too. Never stop. I lift my hips to meet his thrusts. My orgasm is fast approaching. How can this man know my body so well already? He knows it better than I do. Never, he agrees, kissing me again. I believe him. He would never stop. This man wants to own me. He saw me and there was no stopping him. He came for what he wanted and there is no going back. I don't care that all of this happened this fast. I don't care if people think we're crazy. I love this man and I love how he holds nothing back when it comes to me. I come as I feel his release deep inside of me. I wrap my legs around him tighter, not wanting one drop of him to leave my body. Love you, he says against my mouth, kissing me again before I can tell him that I love him too. He stands, taking me with him. He carries me into the bathroom, turning the shower on. If we don't get out of the bed, I'm going to end up breaking your pussy. I burst into laughter. I'm not joking. You were tight last night. You're tighter now. You need some recovery time. Recovery time sounds horrible. I pout, not liking the sound of this at all. I can still eat your cunt. He licks the seam of my mouth. You can get on your knees and suck my cock. I lick my lips. Okay, this recovery thing isn't sounding so bad after all. All the shit I did to this little body of yours last night, and you're still blushing on me. He smiles as he puts me on my feet. I thought you said this body was yours? I tease him as I start to wash him, rubbing my hands all over him. The man really is a work of art. I plan to explore every inch of him. It is. He turns me in his arms. My eyes fall closed as he washes my hair and body next. All too soon, he shuts the water off. I thought we were just getting started. Colt chuckles as he grabs a towel to dry us both off. I think you turned me into a nymphomaniac. Isn't that what they call people who want sex all the time? I'm not a nymphomaniac. I'm just in love. Again, he pulls me into him, kissing me before I can say it back. Get dressed. I'm going to order us some food. I can cook, I offer. Okay, maybe I can make toast. I'm not here for your toast-making skills. I'll order us something. He smacks my ass before heading out of the bathroom. I smile, turning to look in the mirror. My body looks well-loved. I actually feel sexy. I snag my robe off the hook in the bathroom before grabbing a pair of panties to slip on. When I exit the room, I see Colt standing in my living room with his slacks on but not buttoned. He is going to have to get dressed if we are really doing this no sex thing. He turns to face me, tossing his phone onto my sofa. My heart melts as his whole face lights up when he sees me standing there. I love you too, I blurt out, finally getting a chance to say it. I'm not just saying it because you said it either. I feel this too. You just keep 
He moves, picking me up off my feet, kissing me. Kissing me. I finish when I pull back. I rest my hands on his shoulders, looking down at him. Are you always going to cut me off with kisses? I'll try and control myself. I shake my head no, because that's the last thing I want him to do. I rather like when you don't control yourself. I lean down to kiss him again, but stop when someone pounds on the door. The food you ordered got here fast. Is it because you're rich? Did you pay extra? I tease. He slides me down his body, putting me back onto my feet. You're not answering the door without a shirt on. You're not answering the door in just a robe. I've got panties on. I lift my robe to show him, fighting a smirk. His eyes darken, and I don't think either one of us is going to be getting the door. Fine, I'll use my spare key, my sister shouts through the door. My sister, I hiss. Colt shrugs, not caring one bit that Mackenzie is here. He strolls over to the door and pulls it open. My sister darts inside, slamming it behind her. You're late for work, she tells Colt. Also, I need to hide out here. She walks over to the sofa and drops down. Ah, look. She picks up Colt's cell phone. I thought this was connected to you. Seems as though it's not another appendage after all. I can go to work whenever I want. Colt folds his arms over his bare chest. I'm guessing it's something he does when he's barking orders at work, but without a shirt on, it only makes my sister and me giggle. Wait, why are you hiding here? I ask. Why are you sleeping with my boss? She throws back, not seeming the least bit shocked about this. Does this have anything to do with Victor Wolf? I remember the guy from yesterday. He knew immediately that I wasn't my sister. Never heard of him. She pretends to look at her nails. I'm not sure if you set this up to avoid this wolf guy or because you knew this would happen. I motion between Colt and me. Are you both happy? Are you going to get married? Yes to both, Colt answers instantly. Then let's go with a second. Colt's phone starts to ring in her hand. It's him, she clears the call. Colt just shakes his head at her. Oh, you're not going to threaten to fire me? You must be a changed man. Mackenzie gives Colt that devilish little smile of hers. Because that never works? He reaches for me, pulling me into his side. We're getting married? I look up at him, not caring about anything else right now. You don't think it's too soon? Trust me, you two are a perfect match, my sister chimes in. Do you want to wait? We have our whole lives to get to know each other. I don't want to spend another night without you. I've already spent so many alone. Ah, I didn't know he could be so sweet. Plus, I bet he pulled every bit of information on you that he could get. I'm sure he knows lots about you. You're fired, Colt tells her. You can't fire me, I'm your sister-in-law. You can't fire my sister, I agree. She's not my sister-in-law yet. He gives me one of those smirks that makes butterflies dance in my stomach. Are you blackmailing me? I think you know I'll do whatever it takes to be your wife. I'll marry, 
he cuts me off with a kiss, leaving me breathless. My sister clears her throat, reminding us she's still here. Wasn't really asking anyway. He has control issues. Again, my sister puts her two cents in. I think she's having a little too much fun with this. You don't have any control issues. You're both going to be perfect for each other. I just didn't realize that he'd maul you the first day. I should have seen it coming. Colt always goes headfirst into something when he wants it. She bats her hand at us. My eyes catch the sparkle of a giant diamond on her left ring finger. Is that a wedding ring? I shout. Mac covers it up with her other hand. This old thing? I've had it for years. Mackenzie, is this why you haven't been responding to my texts and calls? So are we thinking a big wedding or a smaller one? She changes the subject quickly. I narrow my eyes on her. I'm guessing small because Colt doesn't like people and you're an introvert. I'll start planning. She hops up, heading toward my small office. Is she married? I look up at Colt like he'll have the answer. I wouldn't put it past Victor. He's been trying to get her attention for a while. You men really don't mess around, do you? Colt sweeps me off my feet, cradling me in his arms. No, little one. When it comes to love, you have to go all in. Epilogue. Madison. Years later. I steal another mini corn dog off one of the trays that is being set up. I let out a small moan. I can't stop eating everything and anything. I picked all the items for tonight's menu and they are wonderful, if I do say so myself. I went with all comfort food for this event. I'm not a fan of fancy things and that's not the tone I wanted to set for tonight. Wife. Colt comes up behind me, brushing my hair off my shoulder as he places a kiss on my neck. His hand slips around to rest on my small baby bump. How are your feet? I'm fine. I've been on them all day, but I've been in sneakers. I'll change into something a little nicer before the event starts, but nothing fancy. I am putting on this year's fundraiser for the library, but I decided to take a different approach. I asked everyone to dress casual and to bring their children. We have a ton of things planned for them. It was to be a family affair. I wanted people to see, no matter their age, that everyone is welcome here, children especially. They are our future. It will one day be in their hands to keep pushing to ensure that libraries still exist. I reach for one of the mini bowls of mac and cheese. I eat the whole thing in record time. Colt chuckles from behind me. Have you not eaten today? He turns me in his arms, giving me a disapproving look. Trust me, I've been trying all of this food all day. I can't stop eating. There is something wrong with me. He smiles as he leans down to kiss me. There is nothing wrong with you. If these girls are like their mom, they'll just love food. His hand drifts across my belly more. I can't believe you knocked me up with another set of twins. This is just ridiculous. I got pregnant the first time within months of meeting Colt. Of course it was with twin boys. They have been a handful. The cutest handful in the whole world, but still a handful. As they started to get older, I knew I wanted to try again. 
I had no idea motherhood was my calling, but it is. Nothing makes me happier than being at home with my husband and our little ones. I still randomly review books for a few of my favorite clients in my spare time, but being a mom and wife are my number one priority. I wanted to make sure to be better than my parents were with Mac and me. I wanted a real family that loved and respected each other, to let our children blossom into whatever they choose to be. Now we're about to add two little girls to our bunch. It's about time that I have some girls on my side. It does sadden me a little that my parents want nothing to do with my family. I have almost no contact with them at this point. They weren't happy when they found out I was pregnant before Colt and I walked down the aisle and said I do. They didn't come to our wedding, and that put a bigger rift between us. I look at my ring that I have resting on Colt's chest. It's a beautiful emerald stone with diamonds all around it. I don't know how he knew I wouldn't want something traditional, but he did. I love how easily he can read me. It makes me feel so connected to him. Our wedding was small and intimate, just how I wanted it. It was my parents' loss. I have Colt's parents now. His dad walked me down the aisle, and his mom has truly become a mom to me. They love and care for our babies so much that I know they aren't missing out on not having my parents in their lives. Plus, they have a killer aunt. You love it. He kisses me again. I do. I know what it's like to have a twin. It's a special bond, and I'm happy our kids get to have that. Speaking of our kids, where are they? Wreaking havoc somewhere? I tease. No, they are actually setting up one of the children's activities. I gave them little clipboards, and they are mimicking you bossing everyone around. I laugh. I don't boss people around. He raises one eyebrow at me. Okay, I found out when I started putting this together that I had a little bit of my sister in me. It's not that I'm trying to be mean. I just wanted everything to be perfect. This is my first year putting on the event. I wanted to go off without a hitch because it's special to me. I find your bossiness as cute as your sweetness, little one. He gives me another kiss. Let's go check on things. Colt takes my hand, leading me out of the room. As we walk past the trays that the servers are preparing to pass around, my mouth waters looking at all of the delicious hors d'oeuvres. I have to taste all the food to make sure it's right, I defend as I stop suddenly to steal a bacon-wrapped shrimp that passes me on a tray. Colt leads me over to the area we have set up for the children. We have divided it into groups for different ages. Colt was right. Our sons have little clipboards and are arranging things in the section that is for their age group. How is it going? I smile at my boys. We got this, Mom. You don't need to worry, one of them says. The other nods in agreement. They are so adorable. They are the spitting image of Colt except for their brown eyes. Those are all mine. Give me kisses and I'll leave you to it. They run to me. I lean down peppering kisses all over their faces, making them both giggle before they run back over to their area, rearranging chairs and stacking books. Do you need to change? Colt asks. The event will be starting in 20 minutes, so I better get to it. Yeah, my shoes and top. Can you get me a water? I plan on keeping my jeans on. This is not going to be an over-the-top party that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. I refuse to do that. 
All of that money can be put into the library. I asked all the attendees to think of it that way. I encouraged them to donate the money that they would normally spend on getting all dressed up and come comfortable, to wear something that they already owned and something that would allow them to actively participate with their children in the activities. On it. He kisses me on the cheek before wandering off to get me something to drink. I turned to go to the small office I put my stuff in earlier. The librarian was kind enough to let me use her space for the night. Madison. I turn at the sound of someone calling my name to see Brandon jogging over toward me. Is something wrong? He is in charge of setting up all the tables and making sure there is room for everyone. I thought he was already done, but the tone of his voice sounds urgent. No, actually, I wanted to talk to you about something else. Okay. He takes a step into my space. I step back, not sure what he's doing. Maybe it's something he doesn't want other people hearing. Still, I don't want him close to me. He gives me a funny look. I was thinking we could go out to dinner next week, talk about a future project. Why are you standing so close to my mommy? I look down to see Caleb standing there. He's got his eyes narrowed on Jimmy. His brother stands beside him with the same look on his face. I'm just talking to her. He gives them a smile, then winks at me. Don't wink at her, Josh says. Only daddy winks at her. I have to bite my lip so I don't laugh. Brandon jumps and winces when a hand comes down on his shoulder. I'm sure Colt gave a hard squeeze. I got it, boys. You can go back to working. They both smile at their daddy before running off. Even my little boys are extra protective of me. I can't imagine how they are going to be with their little sisters. It's time for you to go, Colt tells Jimmy. His tone is cold now that the boys are gone. I was just, Colt cuts him off. You were just leaving. He lets go of his shoulder and not coming back. Send someone else to collect the tables and chairs. Jimmy looks like he wants to say something more. Colt gives him a look that has him turning and taking off. I got a ring on your finger, and you're pregnant, and men are still trying to take you from me. I mean, this is unbelievable. He runs a hand through his hair. Maybe he did really want to talk about future events, I say, trying to cool my husband's anger. He can be the jealous type. I actually kind of like it. It oddly makes me feel sexy. You don't ask a married woman to dinner. Colt grabs my hand, heading toward the office where I need to change my clothes. He hands me the bottle of water that I asked him to get me earlier. I know what's coming. I chug the water down as we enter the office. He slams the door closed behind him. Strip, he demands. Without question, I do what he asks. His bossy tone always turns me on. We can't have sex here. I tell him, even as I pull my pants down my legs. Between my thighs is already soaked from his command. He leans up against the door, watching me. I'll have sex with my wife wherever the fuck I want. My breath hitches because damn if that isn't hot. My nipples tighten at his dire need for me. Then what are you waiting for? I step back, letting my ass sit on the edge of the desk. He undoes his belt, 
letting it drop to the floor as he walks to me. The sound it makes only heightens my desire. He is so hot. The lust I see in his eyes is the same as it's always been. It hasn't dimmed a bit since that first day he pleasured me in his office. Take me out. I unbutton his pants, reaching in. He parts my thighs to allow for more room for him to step between them. His hand goes to my pussy as he rubs my clit with his fingers. Fuck, you're drenched for me. Who does this belong to? All of me belongs to you, Colt, every part. I jerk his hard cock in my hand as I pull him out of his slacks. He's already dripping cum. I lick my lips, wanting him in my mouth. Not this time, little one. I'm coming in your cunt, marking you. I think I'm marked. I look down at my baby bump. I want you walking around tonight wet from my cum, smelling like me. Yes. I feel myself grow more wet from his words. I let go of his cock, leaning back on the desk to spread my legs more. Take me. He slides his cock into me and my body takes him easily. It was made for him. His hand goes to the back of my head, lifting me so my mouth can meet his as he thrusts in and out of me. My orgasm comes quickly. Colt, I moan against his mouth. Quiet, little one. No one hears your pleasure but me. That belongs to me, too. I nod in agreement. He kisses me again, cutting off my cries of pleasure as I come undone. My orgasm rolls through my body as he comes deep inside of me. The man is and always will be my everything. I never knew you could feel so connected to someone, that you could love someone this much. Colt had changed my whole life as much as I changed his. People said it was crazy, that we were crazy because we moved so fast. But I never once doubted us or our love for one another. I knew that what we had was worth taking a risk for. I knew Colt was my forever. I am his everything, and he is mine. All those years ago, I had thought that I was the one pulling a fast one on Colt by pretending to be someone I wasn't, when in all actuality, he already knew who I was. His. This has been Belong to Me by Lucy Darling. Read for you by Mackenzie Cartwright and Lance Greenfield. We're back. Welcome. Hey. How was that for Happily Ever After? Yay. Was it as good for you as it was for me? I'm excited. I'm excited for Rain Miller next week. I'm going to read that one this week. Fuck yeah. Rain Miller is going to be on the podcast next week. Everybody get ready, gird your loins. Get fucking ready. Off the hook. Get fucking ready. So, okay, really quickly, one more time. If you want to get a free book from Lucy Darling, you can sign up for uh, her newsletter uh, and you get the free ebook of Meant Meant to Be. Uh, she's also giving away a $50 gift card and some Rebe Romance headphones over on RebeRomance.com. So go enter to win. And yeah, I 
think that's it. Find us in Facebook, in our Facebook group, Read Me Romance Headquarters. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. We are on YouTube as well if you want to watch the videos. And we're actually going to have some surprise little YouTube videos coming up soon. So we'll tell you more about that maybe next week. Oh, um, surprise to me tuned. too. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> So, uh, I'll tell you guys when we end this. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so follow, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, I've got lots of giveaways to post. I, I usually post one every week in addition to what the author does as well. So, subscribe, follow, do, do it. it. Okay, Leah, tell do them what it. to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. 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 Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance. Read, read me romance.